0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fail to Find, an MTG podcast brought to you by Bathroom Brews MTG. I'm your host, Ben. And I'm Wes. And thank you for tuning into another episode. Before we get into the main topics, I just want to say thanks for choosing this podcast. If you can go ahead and give us a like on whatever platform you're listening to, it really helps out. And then let us know any feedback you have for the episode. Today, we'll be talking about the Lord of the Rings pre-cons, how they've done in their pods, and our overall thoughts on them uh so without further ado let's get into it so we're gonna start with the jess sky one which is Aowen, which is helmed by aowyn the shield maiden it's riders of rohan this is the pre-con that i picked up uh in our group because all of us all i guess five of us but one of us picked two of us picked up the same deck um yeah. it was this one um i played it about nine or ten times at this point some in full pods of the Lord of the Rings precons, and then some with other decks in the mix. My overall impressions of this deck are uh, really high for a pre-con, and it's what I told my uh, best friend to pick up as he's getting into magic. It, ah. a lot of- Yeah. Well, here's my thought process. I always find typal decks to be very easy to pick up as your first deck because it's straightforward, right? You just want to play all of one creature type. The synergies are clear. Yes, it's not like you're building a storm deck where you uh, need to understand how rituals interact and like keeping track of storm and all that other, which sounds easy if you've been playing magic for as long as we have, which is a combined probably 30 years. Um, but once uh, we've been playing I think it, so, two months, yeah, yeah, I think, we've, I think we've played, you and I together have played a total of 30 years. Yeah, um, it's you more than
1: me, technically.
0: Yes, not much, Like I, but that's <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Um uh
1: but the, yeah, this deck is like typal decks because it you just read the card and it like helps you go like this is a human. So it goes with these other humans and since it has a good effect and this one makes it easier to get that effect onto the board or buffs it because it is a human, it just makes the lines very easy to read. There isn't like, oh, I it's a sorcery, but all these other things are sorceries do other sorceries go with these sorceries not always the case but human human this makes humans easier so this good human is easier to use
0: yep and i I think what's really great about decks like this is they put obvious cards in for you to cut especially if you're a newer player that you're like you feel smart when you have that click happen where you're like oh so for example there's dearly departed gray host reinforcements and Gimli of the Glittering Caves, all three of which are not humans in a human deck. So those were my first three cuts when I was making upgrades to the deck. Um, Yeah. But the cool thing about those cards, except for
1: like Dearly Departed, uh, well, specifically Gimli, is like this is a card that's like, oh, this is a cool card, but not for this deck. So maybe I'll build a new
0: deck that focuses on treasure tokens and things like that. Exactly. So the deck as base i played it yeah i played the deck a few times as a base deck um and i really enjoyed it the thing i think it struggles with the most is not a ton of ramp in this deck your curve stops at six essentially with champions of Minas Tirith and dearly departed but there's only seven pieces of ramp and you have increasing devotion which is nine mana if you flash it back and Visions of Glory, which is 10 mana if you flash it back. So there are definitely very... Um, actually, it's not not it's not it's 10. I'm sorry. It actually is only 5 mana to flash it back because so it costs X less uh, for your commander's mana value. But th- that's been my biggest issue is just the lack of ramp. But I don't have an issue getting lands into play. It's just ramping, if that makes sense. Because the Monarch lets you draw a lot of cards and your commander draws you cards. Um, and you have, uh, what is it, Her- not Harold's Horn, Vanquisher's Banner. You have Harold's yeah. Horn to look at the top. You have Path of Ancestry to scry stuff. So it's definitely a good deck, a good aggro deck, because it keeps your hand, like, full of power. But you're just not, r- I don't find it to be, uh, I don't find you ramping often with it.
1: Yeah, and your two, like, main options as a commander get- inherently have draw. Yep. Uh, So it's, like, you just get to fuel yourself even faster than like this deck also just inside of it has good draw like but if you're using either one of them it's you're going to be drawing some cards
0: yeah i definitely think Aragorn is the other commander you can use out of the box is the weaker face commander um Aragorn i think is a really good monarch commander if you build around that mechanic specifically i find it very at least the few times I've played it with Aragorn at the helm, and it could very well be the games I've played him in, he felt weak in comparison to Eowyn, where there was never a time I wanted to get the Monarch because I would lose it immediately the next turn and then have no way of really getting it back.
1: Yeah, I think he's more of... If he's your commander for this deck, what you want to do is you have the turn where you build up your board, and then you hold strong, hold the line, and then you play him out the turn you want to kill everyone. He's like he's a finisher in your command zone as opposed to a commander that you're playing. If that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, uh, no. It's just a, a different play style. That. Yeah, that's a good um, way of approaching that because I definitely wouldn't have thought about that as a, it's like a Nexus of Revels, where yeah. you don't play it for value, you play it as a overrun effect. So yeah, if you get a critical mass of tokens and you play it and then you can just swing in. Yep,
1: you can just but- kill somebody the turn you play Aragorn. If you've got like, I don't know, you've got your Door of Destinies and maybe it only has like two counters on it, but you've got like seven tokens. You just like play your Aragorn, become the monarch, swing in, deal somebody 14 damage. Like, yeah, and that could at a certain stage of the game just kill somebody. And that's not even like a, a crazy board state. It's just... Yeah. Like, he's he's there as a kill switch to kill somebody, not a...
0: Like, you don't play him on turn four. Yeah. Also, you could do, like, Jeskai Voltron with him uh, because he's a he's a 4-mana four 4-4 four, four Vigilance Lifelinker. So, pardon me, you already have the Vigilance keyword there, which is really good on Voltron commanders, and you can prevent something with, like, Death Touch from blocking it. Jeskai has great support for Voltron with Mystic... Uh, with Stoneforge Mystic pure steel paladin cigar aid. Uh, and there yeah. are some really good equipment in the set too so you could do a, a voltron like monarch deck where as long as you're even if you lose the monarch like on your turn as long as you can get it back that following turn you also have card draw in the command zone
1: yeah and you like you not only have access to white's uh equipment package of stuff you have blue red which yep. is just going to like fuel you any artifact synergies that you have And also gives you more access to like haste enablers. Like you can get the rabbits from uh, uh, Kamigawa. That's just like an equipment creature. Basically, just suit him on to him. Boom, he's got haste now.
0: Uh, And just get in. Yeah, and then I'm trying to remember. Dang. Okay, I was looking for four Miridon. I don't remember if it made human rebels or rebels, but it's just rebels. Because if it made human rebels, rebels, that would be be that would be flavorful. Oh, yeah, that'd be just
1: a cool package to have. Like, you could, like, build this deck towards that way. But instead, like, I think you could build a... a really cool Voltron deck for him. Like, just giving him haste on a turn, or if... You could also build, like, a blink deck, I guess. uh, And, like, repeat the...
0: You become the monarch trigger on creatures. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool things you could do with this deck, for sure. Um... Overall, I think if you're newer to Magic, I would. This might be one of the cheaper ones to pick up too from like TCG player at this point. If you can get your hands on this, I would highly recommend it. It's a really fun deck. It has some pretty good reprints in it. You have Combat Celebrant, uh, Doors of Destiny, Supreme Verdict, all really good cards. Uh, yeah. Same thing with like Vanquisher's Banner is going up. It's a card that's always been like kind of expensive, and the mana base I think has been the biggest, uh, the biggest shock to me in how good the mana base feels uh i only put in a trium that i had the Jeskai guy trium because i've wanted to put into a deck for so long but i've other than that i've kept it stock and it's performed really well especially if you can get a weathered wayfarer out like turn one and you're not on the play being able to just every turn just search for a command tower search for an exotic orchard or whatever like land you need uh to fix yourself is really good
1: yeah it just like they they really understood that this deck is color positioned specifically mostly boros, and then yeah, like, splashing blue like yeah, there to like represent some extra card draw that you have, or like the control magic effect that you have, or just even supreme verdict like just doing that kind of nice. It also means like you can build out in a whole other color direction if you want to, but you then have to change your mana base.
0: Yeah, there are only eight blue cards I'm counting in the deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fealty to the realms, uh, Supreme Verdict, Prince Imahar the Fair, uh, Faramir, Bor- uh, Boromir, Archivist of Gondor, Stone- uh, Denethor, Stoneseer, Aragorn, and the Commander. So nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven eight nine yeah only nine blue cards so
1: which i think is a good like deck building lesson like you can just splash a color it can just kind of be there uh and to do that in a pre-con is kind of nice
0: yeah there are some cards i wish they put in but i understand why they didn't because you need to be able to like you want to be able to upgrade the deck Uh, One of them was... You just mentioned it, and I already forgot the name of it. It was... um, Blue card draw for your humans. Oh, Mass Appeal? Mass Appeal. Yep. Uh, Distant Melodies, same thing. Where there's definitely some of that typal support in blue that you can throw in here, and you'd be pretty happy with it. But I understand why they didn't, is because then it gives you room to upgrade the deck yourself so you can find those supportive pieces.
1: Correct. And you don't want it to, like... Like people forget this, but for a like pre-constructed pod, basically, you don't want to do something too good in one of these decks, um, which is something they definitely learned over time. Yes. Uh, But like putting mass appeal in might be too good in this kind of like token style deck in like a basic pod. Because you'd probably you're likely to draw 10 cards off a single card instantaneously and that's that's huge that's that's so powerful in a pre-constructed pod Yeah, to be able to like do that and this deck doesn't have uh any way of like keeping its hand size and that can kind of be a bummer for new players
0: yeah i mean there's a thought vessel but there's no like reliquary tower i don't think in the deck oh and there yeah probably there. shouldn't be yeah, yeah there is a thought vessel i didn't see that maybe yep. okay
1: but still Um, it's one of those things where you don't necessarily want to do that to a new player and teaching them to like not overextend is sometimes
0: smart yeah it's uh the other thing that would be good if you end up like adding those cards is cutting a land and finding room for a reliquary tower especially with weather weathered wayfair who can just tutor it up when you need it usually like theoretically Um, you could probably replace rogues passage a uh, Roke's Passage has won me some game. I mean, it won us a game, or it didn't win me a game. It let me knock you out. Oh, wait, no. The th- the Throne of the High Cities here. Throne that... of the High Cities is... Yeah, that's fine. Get rid of it. It's four mana, sack. You lose a land, become the monarch. Yeah, I would cut that. Like, it's it's going to
1: be good if you're doing the Aragorn plan, but you should probably just play Aragorn out of yep. the turn you
0: want to do that. Exactly. Although I want to put Throne of the High City in my Tormod deck, because I like lands going to the graveyard well that's fine but
1: that's you're Um, you're sacrificing a thing and getting it like and yeah there
0: potentially yeah horn of gondor also um it's only a buck 50 right now and then horn of the meek as well i would highly recommend you pick both of those up horn of gondor Mm -hmm. is essentially a cranko mob boss on an artifact for humans it's three mana tap it and you make x1 one white human soldiers yeah you know what each human you already control you can you know what card you immediately
1: replace in the deck uh for that card is heirloom blade while heirloom blade is a fun card it's three mana and you could just why do that when you can have horn
0: of gondor oh i left heirloom blade in because your commander's a five four with first strike <laughs> it's true i mean you could definitely cut it i I would if if you cut it i don't think you're wrong to do that i like it just because i like having that voltron backup plan Um. That's fair. Dearly, the, yeah, I would cut dearly departed. The oh yeah, a uh, Gilran. Uh, prote- uh, I'm not gonna pronounce her name. She's the three mana two three that you can pay two and uh, flick or something. Yeah, I cut her. I understand why she's in the deck. She's good because you can have a human enter during your turn. Um, dearly departed, I cut. I cut humble defector. I just don't think you need card draw on a two mana creature like that. uh but Horn yeah. of the Meek, I would definitely all oh, Horn of the Meek also is another two mana artifact. Whenever two or more creatures you control attack a player, you look at the top five cards, you reveal a creature card from among them, put it into your hand, and the rest on the bottom.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's a very powerful card. And it will just like you you're spitting out so many tokens that it's you just kinda do it.
0: Yeah. I wish they put impact tremors in this deck. Oh, impact tremors would have been real good. I think they because they just reprinted it in March of the machines. Uh, I don't know if commander. They... Oh, yeah, it's. An, yeah. I don't remember the symbol. Um, yeah, March of the Machine Commander. They just reprinted it, and uh, I just had another thought, but my cat's crinkling on some paper, and I don't remember what it was. Hold That's on. A shame. Oh my God! Impact tremors would be really good. A uh, horn of Gondor. Man, it'll come back to me. I'm pissed. Damn cat. I love you though. Also, skull clamp would be good. Yeah. Um. To to add here. Oh my like, lord! What was it? What does it do? I don't even remember what the thought was. Oh, <laughs> I just. I can't help you. I yeah. I just. Uh. I just absolutely flubbed on what I was talking about.
1: Unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a trap card that you shouldn't put in this deck, but it's good. It's theoretically good. And if you're playing on Magic Online, do it. If you're not playing on Magic Online, don't do it. You will just get a headache. It's Cathar's Crusade. Yep. Don't do it. It's good. That's a pain in the butt. Yeah, everybody. Everybody groans when you pull out Cathar's Crusade because.
0: We're going to run out of dice. I, rem- I remember now it came back to me oh uh, shadow facts put shadow facts in this deck oh yeah they you they have to be shown the meaning of haste um so shadow facts is actually really good in this deck because since it's power and not mana value uh, shadow facts cheats out i think all but a few creatures in the base list um and if you give it one more power it cheats out pretty much every single creature in the deck yes
1: it would get everything but champions of ministerith and daily departed which we
0: are probably. i would say out. i would say cut daily departed champions is great and if you give it shadow one more power it cheats champions out it cheats aragorn out um cheats all the four mana stuff out immediately uh so it's a you can think of it as pseudo ramp it comes in tap and attacking but it's yeah. really good
1: i mean yeah and sometimes that's that's pretty great as well because if you just like cheat out aomer yep uh like come monarch and deals damage equal to any to any target yeah Mm -hmm.
0: just like kill a blocker yeah somebody and the other card i just thought that might be it's not a human card but i think it would be good in this deck It's kind of a go wide deck and you make trampling tokens Mm is sublime archangel giving all your creatures exalted so then you can just swing in with one two two trampling haste token that gets, you know, plus whatever plus whatever. <laughs> you know, if you have ten creatures, it gets plus ten plus ten. I think that's also good if you're
1: doing the Aragorn plan. Yes. Uh, because then what you can do is
0: just play Aragorn, kill someone with just Aragorn. Yep. Give it Vigilance has Vigilance Life Link, it's a huge exalted bonus. Uh not including if in. you've got like Door Destiny's going or anything else. Yep, any of the equipment, but uh, Crown of Gondor is also great. because yeah. if you're the monarch, it's a 3 man equipment that gives your creatures plus one, plus one for each creature you control.
1: Yeah, and whenever a legendary enters the battlefield, if there is no monarch, you become the monarch.
0: Okay. Yep. Yeah, but it's just a good. It's a almost like a cranial plating for for creatures. creatures. Yeah, creature plating. And if you're the if you're the monarch, it costs one to equip. Which yes. you're gonna be, because, yes,
1: please. <laughs> uh, because it says if there's no monarch and you just play a legendary creature, you are the monarch, and you have like, I I have not counted how many monarch cards are in this deck, but it is a monarch deck that just is human focused. There's so many other things. I would definitely put in some of the other uh, courts potentially if you want to leave. Oh,
0: yep. Yeah, you have Court of Ires already in the deck. You have Court of. Um, oh, you want to put Court of Devotion, maybe, or something? Uh, the, the white one. Yeah. You don't want to put in the blue one. Um, court of Grace? Yes. Sorry. Right. And then Court of Ambition, I think, is the blue one. No, that's black. Court yeah, of no. The,
1: yeah, court of, be the court of Cunning. I don't know
0: if you'd want to put Court of Cunning in. Um. Yeah, you just mill people ten cards each time, which A will put a target on your back, or B help the graveyard decks.
1: Yeah. And Court of Grace, uh you like if you're going leaning towards the more monarchy side of the plan, I would recommend. But if you're trying to just go all in on humans, maybe not.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, let's switch over to the next deck. Uh host the host of Mordor. So this is the Grixis deck. Helmed oh, yeah. by Sauron, Lord of the Rings. Uh it's a seven, it's a eight mana nine nine commander that when you cast it, you amass five, mill five cards, and return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield, has trample, and then whenever a commander an opponent dies, the rings tempt you. The ring tempts you. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, Wes? I definitely I definitely have some thoughts. So this deck is super weird. It's like a graveyard deck.
1: That uh you're also just consistently amassing cards so this deck wants to kind of fly under the radar for a little bit and then do some big stuff and potentially kill a lot of people i think the first game that we played a full pot of this uh one of our buddies uh basically dug into his deck threw it into the graveyard, cast a spell, cast another spell from the graveyard and killed us all at the same time. And it was kind of just brutal. Also, this deck just kind of has answers to the other decks. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, it's cool. It, it's a Grixis deck, so there's going to be a lot of interaction usually. Uh, some great reprints are Arcane Denial. Um, you have... Mm-hmm. Is everything else Reanimate. actually... Has- reanimate thank you but the other really expensive cards in the deck are all new which you'll just see sometimes happen Uh, there's also it looks like a cycling kind of sub theme weirdly enough uh oh every deck has some cycling cards um i don't think the human deck has any
1: uh i thought it did it doesn't have the land cycle the force cycle or anything like that oh maybe it does At least the human deck doesn't. I will. We will, when we go through, we'll check the other ones because I but know they... the Abzan one does. Um, so, but it really makes sense for this one, for the Grixis one, because you're reanimating stuff.
0: Yes, so... exactly. That's exactly where I was getting. Where it's really good to be able to like just throw big dummies in the yard, and you can yep. reanimate them later.
1: Yeah, you've also got um, like Moria Scavenger, which is like you discard a card, you draw a card. And if you discarded a creature, you amass works one. That kind of sums up everything you want to be doing in this deck. Yep. Uh, just like you want to throw stuff into the bin and do the thing.
0: Yes, it's the the biggest issue I think I've seen with this deck is it can either become the threat instantly and just take over the table or yeah. does nothing for five, six, seven turns.
1: Yeah. Um, this is the kind of deck that you that you want to sandbag with I think and just like play a normal game and then kind of like go off a little bit and like hold off on how much you're going off because if you go too strong uh you're gonna put everything on your out onto your board or like summon a bunch of big dorks and then somebody's going to board wipe you and if you don't hold anything back, then you won't be able to recover. So if you just keep some things, like keep that reanimate in your hand for after a board
0: wipe. Yep. Or keep it. Oh no, you remember there's a cast trigger isn't it when you cast the spell? Yeah. Yeah, that's the the big issue I think I have with this deck is it's it has like a, the when you're playing against it, there's that play style of I don't want to pick on you because you're not doing anything. But if yes. I leave you alone, you win. <laughs> so there's that where you're at, that like mini game where you're like, OK, well, I need to keep you down, but I don't want to just kill you outright. Um, yeah, I don't want to commit. Yeah, so it, it's I like the deck a lot. It the games I've played against, again, I've played against it. It was it popped off really early a couple times. And then other times it just did nothing at all. Like this deck will make you feel powerful yes um, um
1: i think it is definitely i think harder to intuitively do what this deck wants to do than the human deck
0: yeah because this feels like a, you could build this as grixis good stuff grixis reanimator if you put Saruman on the white hand in the command zone it becomes a sharknado for a mass creatures yep uh for for your mass token so you can run that with like fling and chandra's ignition and there's an enchantment that you can tap a creature deals damage equal to its power So it's it just it feels a little inconsistent I think is my biggest gripe with the deck but it's still like very fun to play in the pod and like see it do its thing just getting to nine mana or eight manas in Grixis can be rough sometimes
1: yeah although it's it's rocks are really good rocks like yeah salt monolith is a cheeky include the salt monolith is real real nice to have in there Uh, just the relic of Sauron is a gross card and yep. it's also just good in this deck specifically because you're draw two discarding a card. So you're getting a thing you want in your bin. Uh, just like playing a normal game and then setting up to play Sauron to reanimate a thing and get your 5 5 orc uh, is kind of nice because it just means like you're getting this investment in. But you're getting a nine, nine, a five, five. And if you played your game right, you could be getting an Inferno Titan as like an added card. And that's not even the scariest thing you could get.
0: Yeah, the. It, it definitely feels a little disorganized as I'm like looking through this list where you have like gutter snipe. Yes, or, that, that's a takeout. Um, uh, I guess that's maybe the biggest one or the Lord of the Nazgul. Where it has this instance and sorcery sub theme where you're, you don't yeah. necessarily want that. Or this, not that you don't want that, that this deck isn't meant for that. Or Goblin Dark Dwellers, where there's just like, it, it definitely feels a little bit more disorganized than the other decks.
1: I think that those are there specifically because they have Sauron there. So if somebody wanted to play Sauron instead of Sauron. Of course. Uh, And so if you're building that way, by all means build that way but you're going to build more into a uh goblins and army build or yep. goblins and a mass build like that is your goal um while Sauron has the amass tokens to be there to sacrifice in case you don't want to sacrifice one of your big things yep. and or if you want to sacrifice your big things you just can so cuz it like if you want to like retrigger their ETB
0: or something like that. Yeah, I mean you could you could build Grixis Goblins of Saruman and just be like, oh cool, my goblins have ward too. Just as a Yeah. And great. just like <laughs> you have your sack outlet and you just cast things to make an
1: amass token to sack it, to cast things to make an amass token to yep. sack it.
0: Or using Skirk Prospector, so you can sacrifice your goblins to ramp into like spells non-creature spells that make more goblins and those yeah well they don't make goblins they make well no works. i i meant with like if you use like dragon uh like hordling outburst where you yes. use a non-creature spell to make goblins you would then make an orc yep off of those goblin the spells that make so you you get an orc off of the non-creature spells that make goblins
1: correct it gives you a extra body so if you're doing like uh not uh not phyrexian well phyrexian altar would be good or ashnod's altar Like, you can just generate some mana with Sauron. I think Saruman, just like with uh, Aragorn, they have a very strong playstyle, but I think it's a different playstyle than this deck. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Which I'm fine with. I'm fine with, like, seeding in those commanders for that because it gives people options when they get a deck. Where they can just be like, "Oh, I can take out all the cards that care about instants and sorceries in this deck, bring them over to Saruman, and then like really go into the reanimator plan for Sauron.
0: Yes, Uh, and especially if you have ways of, um, what card is it? It not whirlwind denial, remand.
1: Yeah, remand. Narset's reversal.
0: Uh, Uh, is Narset's reversal only instant or sorcery? Uh, ooh, it might be. It's only instant or sorceries, um, but if you do something like remand because it's a cast trigger, mm-hmm. you can cast your commander, so you can cast Sauron. You can remand it if you have enough mana, um, get the cast trigger, then put Sauron back in your hand, and then draw card. Yes. So if you if you want to do some cheeky things like that, I would you can you could just do that. Um,
1: I think that's a good include either way, whether you're doing Sauron or Saruman, because Saruman's thing is also a cast trigger. Uh so you can remand the big the big like I mean heck, if you have saruman on the field and oh, all right no he only he only cares about non creature spells, but yep, yeah, I guess once again that kind of non-bows with what you want to do, yeah, so like, I- too greedy too deep, uh that kind of stuff
0: uh yep.
1: you can scare everybody by casting a board wipe and then remanding the board wipe to your hand
0: just yeah really good really mess with Real, people and then die next turn because you throw board. die wipe. next turn yeah but great but the fun um, so if you're building if i would say if you were upgrading the deck for sauron specifically and not sticking to lord of the rings yeah. um remand might be kind of cute i don't know if it's good enough but it's something you can think of vencer shape or savant you do need like a lot of mana for these things uh in addition to casting your commander if you have any like ursus incubator or typal support that reduces the cost, you can play it and name horror or avatar and just reduce the cost of your casting your commander. Um, well for remand specifically
1: for Sauron, you can also think of it as protection because if you play against another blue deck and they go like, aha, I'm going to counter your eight mana commander. Uh, then you remand it back to your hand. Yep. Yeah. Um.
0: It's, um, there's that. There's Venser. Um, I said, oh, Hullbreak Horror is the other one, because it's a, it's a great reanimation. Oh, target, yeah. And then B, when you cast a thing, you can just put Sauron back into your hand and do it again, because if at oh. this point you have enough mana to do it already. That's gross, actually. Yep. Uh, Baron talarian archmage is good. Uh, basically, just ways you want to try to put Sauron back in your hand and then recast it the next turn. Oh yeah, I think you can also put
1: in the other because we have anger in here. Um, so you can put in. Uh, I don't know if wonder is in here. It's not good card. Um, and I don't remember what the black one is called. Black uh, one is filth.
0: I think it's swamp walk. Filth. Yeah, it hasn't been reprinted in a long time. Filth has yeah. not been reprinted since judgment. It's only had one one printing. And as long as it's in Man. your graveyard, creatures you control have Swamp Walk.
1: Yeah. I think those are creatures I would add. Just because if you do any more looting or anything like that, I think those are also just important effects to have in this in this kind of a deck. Yeah. Uh, just like... Because if you have anger and filth or anger and wonder, you might just be able to just like get somebody. Like you only have to hit somebody... Uh, well, if you can bump up Sauron's power at all, you only have to hit somebody like twice
0: if you bump him up two. Tainted Strike, baby. Yeah. God. Uh, also, Chain or Nightmare Death would be good because you can, if he dies, you can put him in your graveyard and reanimate him. Uh, or not reanimate him, but cast him from the graveyard. If you just have him in the yard, you can use Felton of the third path, to make a token copy of it. So you have a hasty nine, nine trampler that even, even though you don't get the cast trigger, you still have a nine, nine trample haste that yeah. people have to deal with. Uh, what else? I'm sure there's some other stuff that we're missing that people will hopefully tell us. Oh yeah. Um, oh, release release to the wind is actually so good in here. Hmm so if you don't Which know you, that it's from ixalan rivals of ixalan oh and i'm looking on edh reckon. and it's only showing up in seven percent of these decks i gotta show this to garrett i think he'll really like this two in a blue instant exile target non-land permanent for as long as that card remains exiled its owner may cast it without paying its mana cost oh that's gross so you if
1: somebody goes to do a board wipe and your commander's on the battlefield you can pay three mana, exile your commander on your turn. Cast him again. Get the triggers again. And just go off.
0: Yeah, I'm texting. I'm messaging Garrett on Discord right now. Oh, yeah. That's what he says. He yeah, has only showing up in 7% of Sauron decks, which is. That's upsetting. kind of criminal. That seems again, it's excellent. No one knows what the hell that set was, so it's not surprising. I love Ixalan. I'm I'm excited to go back. Me too. Um, anything else that seems like? Yeah, so if you can find more effects like that, where it's just you may cast it without paying its mana cost. Um, I'm going to check Scryfall. Is it you or they? May
1: cast. Owner may cast it without paying its mana cost is what it says. It's But we're
0: you're gonna get a lot of things that are like
1: the uh, removing other people's stuff.
0: Yeah, I just wanna see like how many okay, so there are ten cards that have that exact text, but most of it is not um Not for you. Yeah, yeah most of it isn't like great. Turn of our Trifles Library. Uh yeah, that's a draft card. Okay, yeah. So like that's the only like on a quick search that I see that has it. Um, that's a 50 cent card
1: that people should have for that deck it also is good just in general for some of these cards because you have etbs yeah so just like redoing some of these etbs is pretty great like like i there, there's examples like monstrosity of a lake like maybe you had to play it early and you didn't get to do all the stuff now you get to do all the stuff you get to pay your five mana tap all their creatures
0: then yeah. summon them and then there's a card uh it actually is one that there's one that's similar it's called um gale's redirection from baldur's gate it's a five mana instant, so it's definitely hmm. expensive um three blue blue exile target spell then roll a d20 and add that spells mana value uh, okay. If it's a 1 through 14, you may cast the exiled card for as long as it remains exiled and spend mana as or mana of any color to cast that spell. If it's a 15 plus, you can just cast it for free. So, you Oh. It has 8. So, to get 15 you need to add 7. So, you need to roll a 7 or higher. So, you have a 13 out of 20 chance yeah. to just get it for free it spells that's... that this has to be on the stack so that's uh what very is very narrow very narrow and also 13 mana
1: yeah but you can also uh like sometimes like i think that's actually a, just a fun card to have in the deck because you can also steal other people's stuff yes and like that's just that's just a very grixis thing yeah like i'm just gonna take your thing and you're already ramping like ramping pretty hard like i think the other thing i would add for this deck is uh more like signets and uh god they're they're in the other deck we just talked about them talismans yep maybe like i think i might take out uh i think i would take out probably command sphere for a talisman yes yeah i would do that Basalt Uh, this is great like you want one power stone is good because it just gets you farther and you're trying to get somewhere far but commander sphere you should probably just put
0: in better draw somewhere else yep yeah i agree with that um Ah, uh, they. I found sorry. I found another card that kind of does this. It's again. It's six mana. It's three blue, blue, blue. So it's like good luck. But spelljacking, you target a spell. If it's countered that way, exile it, and then you may uh, play without paying its mana cost. You use So there. Again, it's very expensive to do that, but it's something to think about when you're. Um, Honestly, though, that's
1: like a brew idea where you just play like a very. Uh like a passive version of this commander. um, Where you're just ramping and like protecting your stuff and looting away.
0: And then you cast your commander like three times in a turn. Yeah. Or something. I mean, you have high tide. All these cards are blue. So if you run high tide and have enough blue mana, it's not. And if you can copy high tide in any way, um, reduce the cost of instant sorceries enough. Like there are definitely ways to do this.
1: By the way, this is how all weird janky brews start. Where you just go like, what if we just did this weird thing like eight times?
0: Yes. Oh, I need to mention this tool in my article going up this week. Uh, MTGassist.com is really good. What's that one do, Ben? Uh, So have you used this one before? No, No, I haven't actually. Oh, this one's great. So you just put a card in like you could just search a card and then it will show you every card similar to that card. Oh, So I just put release the winds in and it shows me every card that's like kind of similar to it. That's pretty Uh, nice. I don't know how it does it. I don't care. It's just I'll use it for a quick look to find That's how I found spell Jack and I don't know how it does
1: it and I don't care. (laughs) That's perfect.
0: That's modern modern society right there. I don't know how it works. Don't give a shit. Yeah, it's I love it. And then, oh, delay also is good. Counter target spell. Uh, it comes in with three t- counters on it, the late, like time counters on it, and then you recast it after that time's up. Again, some other way to do that. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, I... that's the
1: host of Mordor deck.
0: Yeah, let's... Man, what a dumb brew idea. All right, let's move on to the next one, because we're 40 minutes in, we've talked about two decks. Um, Elven Council. So this is a Simic Elf voting deck? Yeah, this Uh, is the deck that I think is the weirdest. Yeah, I definitely. A, don't recommend this for new players and B, don't recommend this.
1: Yeah, I don't (laughs) quite know how
0: this like maybe maybe we're just
1: too smooth, like in our in our brains, but I don't know how this deck wins. (laughs) Like, yeah, this is the one I don't know how it wins. Because, yeah. like, it has control stuff and it's got some elf stuff, but you're not going hard enough in either direction.
0: Yeah, you really. And they put it. They put. Uh, uh, also, the. T- like. They put a non elf mana dork in the deck. They put a literal human shaman in the deck. Uh, I'm sure there's a flavor reason, but. Yeah. This deck, I. I don't know what you do. I feel like you got this deck. I feel like you just it's better as either like Simic Elves or because so you have Radagast who cares about birds and beasts. And then you have Gandalf who cares about
1: f- five men or higher.
0: Yeah, it's just. They both so care about bizarre. five men or higher.
1: You put them in their own deck together.
0: Yep. And then you have Arwen Weaver of Hope, which which is powerful great. card, which I put in Falco and I love it. But I think I think that Arwen's just
1: like strong enough. Almost does like, oh, man. I kind of want to build like a shield deck with her, just like looter, like. Oh, yeah. Shields on her and just play, play stupid, evasive green creatures.
0: Yeah. Mono green big butts is is good. Great in Falco, because I have some equipment. So like if I gave her a sort of uh, truth and justice. Um, or any any equipment really, like she, I don't. And with hardened scales and stuff, like if you put counters on her, she's good. Is it she right, Arwen? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's that's um, Aragorn's wife. I thought Ar. I thought.
1: Nope. Uh, it the uh, Arwen be- is Aragorn's wife. Oh, who's Aowin then? Eowyn is. Uh, she's the daughter of uh, the king of Rohan.
0: Oh, okay. She, I don't know Lord of the
1: Rings. She, she, uh, in the movie, I don't know the books as well, Uh in the movie, she has a big thing for Aragorn, but Aragorn's like, nah, I'm not about that, because the dude's like 80. Oh, that's funny. The dude's like 80, and he's been in love with a different elf woman, like Arwen, for like 30 or
0: more years. I can't remember how many years. Jeez. I, I need to watch eventually. Um, God, I, this deck just makes no sense. Like Merkwood Elk, six mana, six six elk. When it enters or attacks, return an elf card from your graveyard to your hand. You gain life equal to its power. Elves, a tribe not known for being big on their own. Yeah, <laughs> like, like what is? I'm curious. I want to see what the actual biggest elf is in Simic colors. I'm like, sure it's some dumb card we're never we're never gonna play.
1: I feel like this deck has cool decks inside of it.
0: But none of them are together. So the strongest elf I would suggest you playing is maybe Steel Leaf Champion at five. There is one from Commander Commander the first Commander Legends. It's a six mana seven four elf. Um, And there's some other ones that are like elf mutants that are six sixes and five fours but there really aren't at most you're gaining four life from a six like i get it's the recursion that's good there but it's six mana in green to do it and it just doesn't seem good enough
1: and then colossal whale just like as another card it's a really weirdly powerful card just not in this deck
0: it's yeah it's just i don't know what <laughs> i don't know
1: what's going on here it's it, like i don't know yeah. i wish it's this like, had it. been a scry deck because like the yeah. things in the set that are like scry stuff would have been so cool to just have a home to immediately go to that you could just build yeah or like hornet queen why is hornet queen in here I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah, Just like, a, it's a good green card, I guess. You need a ways uh, to win. Uh, it, you have uh, Raise the Palisade, which is a great card in this deck. It's a one-sided board wipe for, like, typal decks, which is amazing. But, yeah, this this deck feels the most dis- disorganized to me, where you have Elvish Piper, so I'm like, cool, so you can cheat in Colossal Whale or Hornet Queen with Elvish Piper, which is like, I guess, cool. But yeah, they're also it's a whale and an insect. So it doesn't even like combo with radagast Wizard of the Wilds at all. And you want to cast them with Gandalf oh, Gandalf Gandalf. So Elvish Piper isn't. Casting them for free, so you don't get to get any Gandalf shenanigans. Um, and yeah, it's just such a weird. Like, Hot. Th- this feels like an old precon. This feels like what they used to do.
1: Yeah. This it's Yeah, this one feels a little bit too jumbled. And it also doesn't have layers of like so like Elrond. This is a very powerful magic card like you can steal people's creatures or put plus one plus one counters on things you have, but it's only when it ETBs. Yeah. But you don't have like I don't know if there's a bunch of repeatable ways in this deck to like ETB him. And you um, also kind of don't want that in a
0: pre-con? Yeah, I guess? They're, Like they're good like reprints. You have like, heroic interventions really good. As we said, phrase the Pal- Palisades a good new card. Devastation Greaves. I love seeing lightning greaves. Uh, Overwhelming Stampede was getting up there a little bit. Genesis Wave's always good to see. Like a new cop like a new reprinted that. You get the Battle Bond land, aestheticism. Like there's some great reprints in here, but the deck just doesn't feel cohesive in any way. It feels like just simic good stuff, but it's there's like five or six cards, even probably maybe a little more than that, that I'd immediately be like, all right, cool. Gandalf gone, whale gone, Hornet Queen gone, Radagast gone, uh, Woe's Pathfinder gone, Elk gone, and just throw in some good elves yeah and a distant melody and you're happy
1: like the for example like the it's interesting because they have a good uh like mana rock in this deck for this deck which is the model of unity like that's a cool new card for voting just like each each person that agreed with you gets to scry to that's a nice incentive to have people vote the thing that you want yep uh like, Lignify is a fun aura to throw at somebody.
0: Yep, um, Wind Sift Slice is cool. Target creature deals d- damage to, equal to its power to target creature you don't control. And like, you create a bunch of 1-1s for excess damage. That's cool. Whisper Silk Cloak is in here. But I don't know why.
1: Um, Because you're not, like, soloing somebody into them. Like, you're not building a big dude.
0: Yeah, I mean, unless you, with. you gladriel unless you're like, unless you're trying to voltron her up by putting a bunch of count if you but you don't want to make her the ring bear so you, yeah i mean it doesn't target um once the ring bear is like selected it just yeah put those counters so it gets around whisper silk cloak but yeah i don't i don't this deck feels like a hodgepodge to me um not that i don't think it can't win because I've, almost any deck
1: can win but it's so weird and I remember being like, I don't know how you're gonna get back. Like, we have one of our friends was playing this. Nick, I don't know how you. I was like, I don't know how you're ever gonna win. <laughs> but, but you're you're interacting with the game state because nobody needs to mess with you because I don't know how your deck wins.
0: Yeah, like you colossal whale and then a hornet queen. I, yeah, th- there's no well, clear. Because they have good spells, like they have sylvan offering,
1: and like genesis wave. And then, like, if you Sylvan Offering and then raise the Palisade getting rid of, uh, one of your everything, like, everything but the elves that somebody else has. Um. Like. I think, like, the first, like, you could probably put in, uh, what's the, it's the four mana triple blue spell, like, taps down somebody's board, draws a card,
0: Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Cla-
1: classic Magic card. Uh, but I would put stuff in like that maybe, like cuz you're you're going wide but you're not like going huge currently. Uh, so you could like tap down people's boards or
0: things like that. Yeah, I this might be a hot take. I would have rather seen this deck be banned so they yeah. could include all the white cards that help like let you vote more than once.
1: Yes, I th- I am unsure why they.
0: All the other ones are three color.
1: Yeah, I'm unsure why they stuck to Simic, I think because all the elves are Simic in the set. Maybe I, I don't know. They I could think would have included other. They didn't have to include any. Uh... Well, actually, that's not even true because they could have included the white Gandalf. Although I guess they didn't want to do that because he's a mythic.
0: Yeah, probably not. But the, the, if this was a Bant deck where you have those extra voting cards, and then you have some other like interesting elves, you can at least put in, in like uh, in Celestia colors, either like Rest the Res, Rest the Redeemed. Yeah, Reese um, the Redeemed. Rhys, he's not like he, they're not expensive anymore. Uh, they've been reprinted enough.
1: Although we discussed this, they I don't think they wanted to put in anything that had names like with the lands and everything like that as well.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's kind of generic.
1: Yeah, everything's got a generic ish name. Um, um, but uh, that's aside different. from
0: that, like it's there's enough elves in like different in other colors that you could have done a Selesnia elf deck or Bant elf deck. Yeah. And it w- I... would have been at least a little bit more interesting. Maybe they didn't want to do two you have go wide decks. You have like... Aragorn and Arrowhead, uh, Arrowhead wed. You have Arrowhead mortal queen yeah um, so you have white you have you could have included white airborne cards because he's
1: like kind of intrinsic to those car- like he could have he could have shown up in two decks like because you have the uh, green white one yep
0: yeah oh. I mean unless unless their concern was like having certain elves names that are like specific to magic in the precons. yeah but like I can understand I can think like, because they have,
1: yeah, they've got elvish mystics, so they didn't want to do like Fintorn Elves or.
0: Uh, Landwar Elves. But they could have done like Moon Blessed Cleric, which is like. That would have been fine, I think. Or Rumor Gatherer. Like they could have done some of these other like cards that these are mono white elves and then give you the voting cards. But it, I'm not like super impressed with this out of the box. I think there's some really cool cards in it. But yeah. yeah, as a whole, yeah, I'm on it. It is uh I
1: think from looking at it slightly more expensive than the human deck, but it's just so less cohesive.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like a buck buck more like in for like for singles. Yeah, um but part of that is going to be Lightning Greaves, uh Swan's Song is in here, and then also the uh Raise the Palisade. Is $12. Uh, what else? Hurricane intervention. Uh, I'm going to send you a really message real fast. Who died? Wes, you can't say those things. No, I'm kidding. I'll type whatever I want. Um. Good call. Also, there's the Redunating Springs is reprinted in here, the Battle Bond Land.
1: Yeah. It's. And like Swan Song's great. Yeah. Work Intervention. Like it's got a lot of cards that people like. Yeah. But But, I don't know how they click together.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we can play about this deck for another probably half an hour and say the same things. Let's end on a high note. Let's end on my favorite deck yes uh why don't you take this one since uh you're more intimate with it so or more intimate we, knowledge of it
1: yeah so we next we have uh food and fellowship it is a abzan food focus deck abzan food and uh also halflings uh or hobbits specifically uh our commanders are frodo adventurous hobbit uh he wants you to gain life, and then when he attacks, uh, he gets tempted by the ring, and if you've gotten tempted twice, you get to draw a card, or, well, I'll, and partnered with him is Sam, Loyal Attendant, who's going to make you a food every turn and it makes food easier to use. This deck is all about eating. You're going to just be eating food every turn uh, and gaining life, and, and that's just going to help you like buffer your life total and just let people get through
0: yeah so i there is one thing i really want to mention and i want to clear this up with the two people that listen to this podcast yeah uh me and wes um only kidding the deck if i hear one more person say this deck doesn't have a win condition i'm going to minecraft myself this, uh, yeah this i've deck heard is that mean i've heard that a number of times um so Merkwood bats Feasting Does feasting hobbit have trample? Doesn't matter because it can't be blocked usually. Yeah. Uh, Birkwood bats. Feasting Hobbit. And doesn't it come with Oh and it, it has comes with Sanguine Bond. Sanguine Bond. Farmer Cotton. Oh who... yeah. That card's a house.
1: Uh oh, also Gollum. Just Gollum Obsessed Stalker. Talk about a card that will just eat you. Just eat you every turn that you gain like 12 life. Yeah. Uh so best skulk to... card ever printed.
0: Yeah. All that to say Um Like this deck has doesn't win look... conditions. Yeah,
1: this deck doesn't look threatening, as I say in air quotes. Because you're you're just eating food. But every time you eat some food, everybody else gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. Like Or you're just going, like, slightly wide enough to pick somebody apart. Now, fair warning, if you are playing this in the pod, your biggest enemy is the Hosts of Mordor deck. Because there is a literal card in the Hosts of Mordor deck that says, take control of every creature you have, basically. Called Subjugate the Hobbits. Be
0: warned of that card. (laughs) yep yeah that dragon will will mess you up i wish oh, it's not a dragon it's a it's like a seven mana sorcery that oh just the is... sorcery i'm sorry i was looking at something i i swear i listened to my co-host
1: okay uh but like yeah this deck is all about gaining life and making some dudes uh whether you're using frodo and sam to like I, when i play frodo you either are playing Frodo early in the game and you're using him to draw a little bit, or you're just playing Sam, which is kind of a bummer uh, because it's hard to like get Frodo on the board and get him going because there's not as many uh, the Ring Tempts you cards in this deck. Um, I think if you splash a couple more of those in, uh, which I've been meaning to, I need to get a Call of the Ring. Uh, yeah, I
0: need one of those
1: will just make it to where his ability is going to trigger more, and that's nice. But Sam's ability, if you're focusing on food, and food is one of, like, with Academy Manufacturer, and just, like, you have Gilded Goose in this deck, uh, and Prize Pig, like, you get to just...
0: go kind of crazy. Yeah. The the deck is, at least when you've played it, the one time I've played with you in particular with it, it did really well. Like we, we were chunking you down. You gained a ton of life. Cause I was hitting you repeatedly.
1: Yeah. And then I had like lot. 50. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I would just be uh, like, if, Oh, I'm back at 40 guys. I, I ended up winning. Cause I had a rogue's passage with a double striking 10, 10. Yep. <laughs> that like chunked him for 10. It was, it was a lot. I did a lot of damage. I had to end work together
1: to get me out. Like,
0: Yeah. And that's just true because of how the pre-cons are. They're combat-focused, so life gain in a pre-con environment is really good. Yeah. In the wild, you have combos more often, so it's not as, huge of a, it's not as big of a deal. Uh, yeah, but I would say that, like,
1: inversely, people I don't think are as threatened by life gain. And so they take it for granted. Like, they, they aren't as threatened by it in the wild,
0: if that makes any sense so you know that that meme of like the graph where it's like the new player the most players and like the experienced players i don't know if i'm explaining myself well i got you there's like that i think on like each end it's like the people who like life gain and then at the top it's the one who said oh who cares about life it's just a resource or it's like oh who cares he's gaining life we can combo him it's like yeah until you get like aether fluxed uh, which, which, which is a first first card pick to put in the deck. If you're playing this in a more casual pod where you don't have Thoracle combos or like Ballista Heliod or here's the thing. Heliod just goes in this deck. Oh, Heliod's great in this deck. Like uh, so is Spike Feeder, uh, Archangel of Th- Oh, I don't know, Spike Feeder, Archangel of Thunes great in this deck. Like uh, uh yeah. there's something else I forgot. But yeah, no, this deck is really, uh, I think it's really fun. Uh, Scurry Oak. Scurry Oak goes infinite with Rosie Cotton. Yep. And if you're putting Heliod in the deck and you
1: put in any more, uh, Soul Sisters, you have another infinite with Scurry Oak. Yep. Uh, and it just like, so you can make this deck compete with those decks. Yeah, you can, you can. uh, That's the wildest thing about this deck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Academy Manufacturer's really good in here. It was mm-hmm. just reprinted, and it's already up to like 10 bucks, and it was just reprinted in a precon. I bought two of them when they I, were cheap. I bought one, and I op- I got the precon, con so I, I have my two. Um, the other uh, is Ter... Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Terrigan... Oh, my God. Whenever you make a token, you also make a food. Oh, uh, uh, Paragon Took? paragon took thank you yep um is really yeah. good because if you're making so if you have like a caddy manufacturer and you're doing the scurry oak thing and you have that uh every time you make a squirrel you also make a food if you have a caddy manufacturer and that every time you make a food you every time you make a squirrel you make a food treasure and clue so there's a yep. lot of like as you build like you can iterate on the combo and like add just and i guess like combo enhancers essentially to make it that much better yeah the, uh, easy upgrades for this deck, from my
1: perspective, is I took out a lot of the tree folks and birds, birds. that exist. The only tree folks that I left in, um, were, I even took out Woodfall Primus, just because it's too expensive. Yeah. Um, like, it's a good card, it's just too much for what this deck wants. And maybe I'm wrong for taking out Gwai here, but... I don't care about making a three-three bird every turn.
0: Can can I can I can I make a suggestion for a card for you to add? What's up? Have you heard of the card Blossoming Bog Beast? I have not heard of Blossoming Bog Beast. What the? This is from Commander 2021. So this is Strixhaven. It is a five mana three-three. Hold on, Beast. Hold on. Whenever it attacks, you gain two life. There's more. Then creatures you control gain Trample. And plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the amount of life you've gained this turn. Oh, yeah. I think that
1: might replace Pony. I, uh, maybe. Hold on. Let me double check. Uh, let me let me
0: see how Pony's worded. Uh, trample haste. Whenever it uh, attacks, attacking creatures get plus one plus one until end of turn. If a food entered the battlefield under your control this turn, those creatures get an additional plus two. So, with Blossoming Bog Beast, if you eat one food and attack with it your creatures get plus five, plus five in trample. Because uh, Motivated Pony doesn't give oh, them trample. Yeah. It doesn't give them trample. So yeah, that's that's actually just a strict upgrade. Almost. Uh, Bogabeast doesn't have trample itself, but it gets uh, trample from its own ability. Yeah, and, and it doesn't, doesn't have haste. But that's fine,
1: because also, you can actually
0: eat... I think I have one of these. It's like seven bucks? Eight bucks? Oh, wow, that's it's expensive. That's 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 a pretty penny. Um and then there's that's, another card from the same precon. Hold on. Because it's from the life gain precon from Strixhaven, the Golgari life gain. Yeah. There's another card that I also really like. Oh, the um, other thing
1: that makes this deck pretty nice is unlike the other ones, except for the writers, the writers deck shares this with the food deck. It is Easier to use cards that exist, <laughs> if that makes any sense. There's a bunch of life gain decks that already exist, so you yes. can learn from them, um or you can take cards from them as as we're learning right now. Uh, yeah, or as I'm learning right now. Where you can just be <laughs> like, oh, this card existed and it was okay then because it didn't have this much stuff. Yep.
0: Also, just chatterfangs good. You can just make squalls yeah. from your food. Just um, there's another card that I. Oh, Love. anointed procession, by the way. Just the Carol lives, casually... Anointed Procession doubles in season primal vigor. Yeah, 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 yeah. I only have one of them, but I only need one of them. Um, what? Hold on. I'm trying to find there's another card. I thought it was a uh, enchantment, but it might be a creature. Um,
1: other cards that I took out of this deck while you're thinking. I took out Call of Unity, Call for Unity. Um, okay. Because it's too slow.
0: That it...
1: is fair in it was good in the game that i played it in but i think that's just confirmation bias yeah just like oh i sat around for three turns and it cracked the food every turn so my my things have plus three plus three and that's nice um but it also made me a target yep (laughs) like um oh i found it
0: um hmm. trudge garden it's a three-mana enchantment, and whenever you gain life, you may pay two, and if you do, you create a 4-4 four four green fungus beast creature token with trample. What? <laughs> Let me just... Hold on, I'll it. just, I'll just I'll send you an image. Uh, I found it. You have to pay two to do it? You do have to pay two, but it's a 4-4, four four, so if you have nothing else going on and you just have two man at the end of the... T- like, you can just, you know, do it.
1: Yeah, there's a card from the set that's actually also pretty good. Um that is good specifically because you wanna at least maybe add a couple more ring tempts you cards to this deck. Which is shortcut to mushrooms. It's a two-mana enchantment when it ATBs uh the ring tempts you. So that mm-hmm. gets your first ring tempt out of the way. Um for for Frodo. It does share mana cost with him, but that's okay. Um And then at the beginning of your end step, if a permanent you control left the battlefield this turn, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control. Yeah. It's nice. It's simple. Um, You're eating a food every turn. That's fine. Uh, Another good card that uh, I don't believe is in the deck. Um, But let me double check. Is uh, many partings. Yes. Um, Which is also from the set. Uh, which is just gonna get you a basic land on turn one. If you don't got a mana dork in your hand, it's great. Yep. Uh, it'll fix you for that next Good turn, guard. and it'll get you that first food that you need.
0: Uh, also, you can look at as a root Channeler. Mm. Uh If do you know what that one is,
1: I don't remember hundred percent. I was gonna go like look for it because I was like, it oh, is E Z Z A R O O T creatures you can. Creature spells you cast cost X less to cast where X is the amount of life you gained this turn.
0: And then you can tap two to gain two life. That's a tree folk worth running. Yeah, so think of it like with Farmer Cotton. So you crack a treasure, um, you're netting one mana essentially for creatures. So every treasure you crack is essentially three creature mana. So with Farmer Cotton, if you eat two treasures, so you put four mana, you get six life, you cast Farmer, Farmer Cotton, X is equal to six. Oh, it's actually even better than that, by the way. If you have Sam out, uh,
1: you're cracking food for one. Oh, yep. So every one mana is netting you three mana. Or every one mana nets you two mana, basically. uh, Because the mana that you're paying into it is... uh, Yeah. One of them is negating itself. But that's fine.
0: Yep. So there's definitely some... Look at the Strixhaven... Uh, Golgari life gain precon. You might some find some really cool cards in there uh, that you want to add to this deck that are just good life gain cards. Yeah. I might replace um, some of the Soul Sisters that I have in. There's an, a great board That's wipe called Essence Pulse. Oh, uh, oh. It's four mana, three and a black sorcery. You gain two life and then each creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn where X the amount of life you've gained this turn. Uh. So obviously it'll like hurt you, but you know, if you need a board wipe, and you're just you're, you know, you're dead on board. You crack a bunch of treasures, gain a bunch of life and then do that. Uh, it's almost a reverse Toxic Deluge.
1: Yeah, that might replace Fell the Mighty. Maybe. Actually, I don't know. The, you, fell, the you had the issue with Fell like...
0: the Mighty against my human deck because it's all of my creatures are exactly two. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, Number oh, one. I guess I pick Frodo. Oh, no, it was Dusk Dawn. That was the one you were having issues with because all of my creatures were power two at the time.
1: Yeah, because you're playing Ratadrabic. Oh, it was Ratadrabic. That's right.
0: That's right.
1: Yeah, you're playing Ratadrabic, and I just couldn't board wipe away <laughs> kill anything. Like um, I was like,
0: oh, the one board
1: wipe in my deck that doesn't work.
0: Yeah, I mean you've accomplished Alchemist, which is just a four mana dork. You add X men of any one color or X men of life you've gained this turn. So you can put, you know, you can if you gain a bunch of life, you can spend a bunch of mana and crack more food. Um, these are all just, like, Golgari cards. I'm not even looking at the Selesnia. which is the Moors is probably fine in that deck. Um, yes, I was thinking about moving her over there. Um, what else do we got? Any like, cool enchantments. Trunge Garden we've talked about. Um, like, oh, and
1: you can just yeah, put Exquisite was... Blood in this deck. Yep. I'm not going to. Um, it's too... I've I've done that combo enough in my lifetime. Uh, That's how I started playing magic. I cracked that combo in packs. And just owned the cards. So I did that early on in my magic career. I don't need to continue doing it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that is fair. Um, But yeah, so I I think if you're building this deck, you have a lot of options of the life gain. You can go aether flux, you can go combo. I personally want to build a Bilbo birthday celebrant and I want to do soul sisters because you gain that much life plus one. So you want mm-hmm. a bunch of incidental life gain. Um, yeah. Back. Or I want to take Guer here greatest of the Eagles and build Mono white life gain and do like a Crested Sunmare deck where you get payoffs for gaining life. Oh yeah. Um, but I think that wraps up the pre cons all in all. I think we're both really happy with them.
1: Yeah, I think these were really well designed. They're super flavorful if you know the source material. Uh, overall, Lord of the Rings has been a win. If you like Lord of the Rings and like Ben, for example, who just said uh, in this podcast, man, I got to watch those movies. Or I, he now wants to engage with that content and he did not really need to before or want to. Yep. Uh, so overall sure. success. Good job, Wizards. I give you. ten. Uh, kind
0: of, <laughs> i give you a 9 out of 10. Could be better. I'll uh, on really bringing it down. Yeah. Uh, so a bit of breaking news before we wrap yes. up this podcast because I'm definitely working a little late tonight. Um, yeah. oops. We've got a live update as, we as it were. So. Spoilers for Commander Masters. Oh, hold on. Spoiler alert. If you don't want to be spoiled, leave. Yeah. Thank you for watching. Give it a like. All that jazz. Um, if you're still here, I appreciate you. Maybe come yeah. back around when you do want spoilers. Yes, uh, I am scrolling through my discord for Commander's Herald. And I they had all the pictures in one spot, but I can't find it now. Oh, yeah, I'm just on my the game store. Um, let chat. me. Oh, they want post a bunch of stuff there.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a spoiler uh, section in there
0: that just auto fills. Oh, I was looking at this before. Great um yeah so first i don't care about Fellwar stone and i don't care about extinguish all hope uh yeah yeah i yeah. don't care about those first the, of the, i'm sorry you can you can kick this one off
1: oh i was just gonna say the five medallions getting reprinted is
0: thank god at rare
1: at rare
0: god intended mono players b- be blessed yeah i have ruby medallion from you from neheb and it's uh, i want the other ones for decks but i just can't justify spending $30 on them. I have a Jet medallion. I also have a Pearl medallion, I think. Some of them haven't re- haven't been reprinted since Tempest? Uh n- Is that uh not no, true? they no, they, they all it in the printed. precons
1: that one yep. time. Yep, yep, yep. So right. I'm excited for that. I also kind of like the special
0: um Kozlek here. Kozlek the Great Distortions reprinted rare uh mythic at mythic. Um mm. love that artwork on him.
1: Oh yeah, the the special art
0: the floor. Yeah, that's so cool. I dig it. Um, Chainer Dementia Master don't really care. Yeah, card whatever. wasn't expensive. Um, Felwerstone. I, I hope next? they're just
1: having foil etched be like the Commander Legends thing and just let that
0: stay there. Yeah, I love foil etched. Um, Cranko reprint is fine. Um, Azusa that's... Lost but Seeking is also a pretty good reprint. Oh, like that she's not too expensive was... now.
1: Slash extended art. It's just where it's just like a closer up image of her. That's I so
0: beautiful. Hot take. I I don't I don't like it. I don't like any of the ones that I've seen for that. That's just me. I appreciate them. I just don't like them. I just like extended arts. I do. There's nothing going on in the background. I don't like how it's just green. That's fair, I guess. Um, Carador Ghost Chieftain. That's a good. Re- I mean, it's a fine. Reprint. Same thing with Maelstrom Wanderer. Good. Yeah. I love that borderless Maelstrom, though. That's cool. Yeah. Um Land Tax reprint, always a good reprint to get. Mythics kind of annoying, but also understandable. Uh it's for draft probably, evacuation. Yeah. Another good reprint. Spellseeker is a much needed reprint. Ooh, I also art like that art. So ridiculous. expensive. Yeah, runs me like Strixhaven. Yeah, it is Strixhaven I think. I thought oh, that makes sense. Yeah, cuz how much is Spellseeker up to? Uh $23. Too much, thanks, Canlander players. Um, we got Wayward Swordtooth, which was also creeping up there because it had only been yep. printed one time it was nine dollars. He's a good dino boy. He's gonna drop like two bucks. And Regal Behemoth, a card that I need. A card that is also dumb expensive.
1: Ooh, um, I also like the borderless on that. I'm a sucker for borderless.
0: Yeah, Regal Behemoth is ten dollars. Yep, because only ever only only ever been printed once. That's a card I want to hit off of Gishath trigger. Yep. Omnath Locus of Mana reprints. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Ooh, we got some Mark Poole lands coming out. Those are gorgeous.
1: Yes. And Rebecca
0: Gay lands. Ooh. More importantly.
1: Yo, I love that swamp. The like Uh, moonlit swamp.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Alana Daner lands. I don't know that artist, but they're gorgeous. All old border, by the way. All these lands are old border lands.
1: Yeah, that's your breaking news.
0: Yeah. Oh, hold on. There's more. <laughs>
1: but wait, there's uh, more.
0: Sol Ring don't care. Command Tower don't care. Oh, yeah. Arcane Signet don't care. Path Ancestry don't care. I lied. The Borderless on all of them are gorgeous.
1: Yeah. The only one I don't really care about is the
0: Command Tower Borderless. I love the Command Tower Borderless. <laughs> I don't really it care about it. it. Reminds me of World of Warcraft in. um. Oh, uh, the expan- what expansion was it? And there's one expansion where you go into the ground, into the maelstrom, Cataclysm. I think it was Cataclysm.
1: Yeah. Or be... I can imagine World of Warcraft having a crossover
0: with magic. I can imagine it. Oh, I love that Arcane Signet. Have you ever looked at the flavor text on it? Uh, Maddock had
1: only taken the ring to appease his grandmother when she'd pressed. It incessantly into his palm as the rats scurried away from the light. He understood
0: her urgency. Uh, just flavor text. I don't know. I just love that path of ancestry slivers. Of course, it's slivers in the middle. I'm pissed. What you don't like? She's you don't like that? She's some dragons. You see an elephant. Elephant tribal wizards. You heard it here, folk. You heard it here first. Elephant tribal confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would so love that. Uh, But that's it for the podcast. Thank you for listening. Again, if you can give this just a like wherever you're listening to to it. Try that again. Give this a like wherever you're listening to the podcast. It really helps out. Uh, Go back, listen to some old episodes. I interviewed Bosch and Roll uh, and Joe Cherries, formerly the Nitpicking Nerds, in my last two episodes. I'm hopefully trying to interview a few more people. They've emailed me back, some of them, and I'm Uh, i I've emailed them back and I'm waiting to hear or some I've reached out to the first time. So hopefully uh, we'll have some more guests for interviews. Yeah. But Wes, where can everyone find you if they're looking for you?
1: Oh, if they're looking for me, I don't know what they're doing, Uh, but uh, I am Axel Explode on every platform. Uh, And I'll probably be in the comments of the YouTube channel saying hi.
0: He's usually there. You can find me at youtube.com slash at BRBMTG. Twitter.com slash at BathroomMTG. My Patreon is patreon.com slash BathroomBrewsMTG. And you can find me writing over at the Commander's Herald under uh, my actual moniker, my actual real-life name, which I won't tell you. But I write all the budget decks, so it should be pretty easy for you to find out. Um, and with that, thanks for watching. And as, man, I'll eventually get this outro right. I'm not editing this. You just have to deal with me being bad at this for the first, like, 15, 20 episodes. As always, <laughs> as always, this has been Ben with Bathroom Brews MTG. And remember, always wash your hands.